Hello friends, before we get into the episode, we just wanted to say that we are taking a little break in the new year and won't be posting any public episodes until February. However, if you wanted to keep up with us, we are still doing bonus episodes over on Patreon. So if you're interested in signing up and supporting us, you can head there via the link in the description. Now let's get into the episode. How can we talk about 2022 without talking about Timmy Chalamet? everyone and welcome back to another episode and in fact the final episode for 2022 of to be honest the podcast my name is Kara R. Reedy and sitting across from me as always is my amazing incredible beautiful co-host Amanda Duck Dog how are you I'm I'm good I'm feeling Lovely. I'm feeling the the stress of this <laughs> time of year which I really didn't want to succumb to but here I am. Um, Sometimes it's unavoidable. It it has felt unavoidable. But yeah, other than that I'm doing well. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I feel like, you know, we've got like what a week left in the year. Mm. Which is why it's kind of ideal that we're recording the yearly wrap right now. Yes. And I'm I, I am feeling a little I do have a lot to do before I go to Melbourne on Thursday, which is in two days. Yeah. But I'm feeling excited for the end of the year. I'm excited for Christmas. I'm excited for time off work, which is like a nice feeling. So I feel like I haven't felt this, I guess, like excited about the end of the year. Yeah. In a few years. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. Good. Even though I've got so much to do, it's actually quite concerning i feel you (laughs) we're just gonna be sleepless ladies for the next couple of days and we just need to accept that yeah i think i think once i'm on the plane to melbourne that's when i'll be sleeping Mm. honestly lovely anyway shall we get into the episode and obviously we have to start with what we have to be honest about for the final time this year well do you want to take it away and share with me what you have to be honest about today i have to be honest about the fact that the short hair sleigh season is back, baby. <laughs> uh-huh. As we all know, I cut my hair like a few months ago and I feel like that was the turning point in my life. I cut mm. my hair short, iconic, and then my life, I got a new job. I felt good. I don't even know what else happened. Basically my job, <laughs> I feel like my job changed things for me. Yeah. It was just a better experience. Yeah. But then my hair grew out a bit, as hair does got it cut again recently makes all the difference this is the thing it's one of those things where you don't realize just how much something like that really matters to your day-to-day like sense of mm. self-esteem does that mm-hmm. make sense yeah totally like i'm feeling so much better about like having like an inch cut off my hair doesn't make any sense yeah but it just suits you it's just your energy like i mm. think the thing is like when you really have a look that fully works for you mm. you feel your best mm. it just makes sense i was inspired by all the short hair on white lotus so mm. yeah mm-hmm. that's why i was like i need to get it done yeah anyway makes sense what do you have to be honest about i have to be honest about the fact i'm feeling really excited to have like a break over this Christmas New Year period. I have been like working in some capacity for myself for probably four years now um, with YouTube and now with other work that I can do remotely. And I have a really bad habit of when I go away, taking my work with me because Mm -hmm. it feels like it's easier than having time off um, because I'm juggling five different things. Mm -hmm. And so I have always been like, no, I can't take time off. It's not possible. Like, all these kind of things. Whereas this year I decided that 
I'm gonna actually have like two weeks off over the Christmas New Year period. And I am so unbelievably excited to literally just like not have to be attached to my phone or my computer and just enjoy being present and enjoy myself. I feel like I've like spent so much time being so stressed about like what's next, what's on my to-do list and all this Mm. kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good about that. I can't wait. It is really important. Like even if, you know, you're not planning on working, not taking your work like laptop or phone or whatever, like anything with you that you can work on. Like Mm. disconnecting from it entirely is so important. Like, because even if you take your laptop being like, oh, maybe I'll have to work. It's almost Mm. like it's always looming over you. Like maybe I'll have to like log on or like, should I log on? Like I have like an hour spare or like I woke up early one morning. Like maybe I should just do this thing. Mm. But if you don't have your work laptop or whatever there, it's like, I can't do it. Let yeah. me just enjoy my time. Yeah. And it's it's funny because it's like we shouldn't really have to force ourselves in that way to like switch off from work. Mm. But unfortunately, a lot of us do. And like I'm in the same boat. Like I'm not taking my laptop to Melbourne with me. Mm. And like I could probably do a few things while I'm there as well. Mm. But I'm not doing it. Yeah. So I think you definitely deserve a two-week break Thank for you. sure. I think everyone deserves a two-week break. But unfortunately, it's not the case for everyone. Mm. So if you're not able to have time off this Christmas for whatever reason. I hope you have a good holiday season regardless. My love just goes out to the hospitality workers, oh, honestly. Yeah. I just have been and thinking... And the retail workers. Yeah, yeah, I've just been thinking lately about it. It's just, like, crazy that minimum wage workers have to work at the busiest time of the year. Like, it's mm. just so fucked yeah anyway it's funny it's one of those things where it's like, i mean this is a conversation for a different day but it's like you know those <laughs> those industries and those workers really do deserve like more money for what they do but mm-hmm. because we have such a like classist kind of yeah. view to like career and work and stuff like that it's like oh no i just pay the minimum wage it's like mm. actually like what you are a, a silly little sook and you couldn't go without your morning coffee yeah so maybe we should pay them a bit more yeah i'm talking to myself anyway <laughs> Someone who's never worked in hospital in her life. Shall we get into the episode? We shall. So today we are doing the yearly wrap, which is basically where we're just going to chat about so many things that happened this year um, that we enjoyed, uh, maybe things that changed things for us, and also talk about things that we're looking forward to in 2023. If you uh, subscribe to our Patreon, you probably know we do the monthly wrap every month, which is where we talk about things that have happened in that month. Today is like a larger version of that kind of episode um yeah so i'm excited to get into it do you want to kick us off yeah so we're gonna do it in a bit like some categories we don't usually do this for the monthly wrap over on patreon it's usually more of like a very loosely structured episode where we just kind of talk about points that we each had throughout the month Mm. this one we're gonna break up into a few different categories just for the sake of structure yes (laughs) yeah so let's start off with something fun and fresh Mm. Favorite TV show mm. of the year? See, I don't really know. I don't really know that I can like answer this confidently saying this is my favorite okay, TV show. Okay, let's just talk about a few of your favorites that could be contenders then. Well, I just think the one thing that stands out to me is that this year I watched Euphoria. Same, and here's the thing this year has been so fucking long that when you said, when you wrote Euphoria on uh-huh. under favorite TV show of 2022, I was like, that was this year? Yeah, I know. Shocking. Uh, very, shocking very shocking that we watched Euphoria this year. I know. It, it was, I, I completely agree though, like one of my favorite TV shows of the year. I would think the only thing that really 
rivaled Euphoria for me was White Lotus. Mm. But also it's one of those things where it's super fresh in my mind because I only just watched it. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, I feel like it's really nice if you sit with a show for a while and you still are obsessed with it, that it's like, that's when you know you love it so much. For sure. And and that's how Euphoria stands stands out to me. I'm like, I can't remember anything else that I watched this year that had that big of an impact on me. I was, we we both were just obsessed with Euphoria. Mm. I mean, like we've mentioned this before, but we kind of want to do when the new season of Euphoria comes out, whenever the fuck that's going to be, we have no idea. Mm. We want to do like, not, I wouldn't say like ever, definitely not a review, but like, you know, <laughs> just like talking about them over on Patreon probably because it's probably a bit too niche to do on public. Mm. But yeah, I definitely loved Euphoria so much. Mm. I think like, it's one of those shows I, I feel like I'm probably going to rewatch at some point before mm. a new season comes out. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just, it really is incredible. It's one of those shows that's like not, it's it's so popular mm. that it, you almost think it's overhyped. And look, maybe some people do think that it's overrated, but I personally think it's like incredible. The soundtrack, oh. the way it's shot, the acting, like the... Everything. I, I just, everything. It's so, so good. So it good. Makes you feel so much. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, my second one would be The White Lotus. Mm, Which I'm currently watching, by the way. Life update, I finally started watching it. Can I just say, though, like, (laughs) Ducky? So, Saturday night, we were at our friend Sophie's house, and we watched, I convinced them, actually, no, you offered to watch an episode of The White Lotus. You said, want to watch the first episode of White Lotus? And Mm. I said, absolutely, I'll watch it with you both. (laughs) So, we started it Saturday night, we watched one episode. Ducky was finished the first season by the afternoon on Sunday. Yeah. Well, okay. Context. I was working filming food, so it was just easy. I'm not judging. I also watched it within like 48 hours. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. If you have the time, like it's, it it, it literally is addictive. Mm. Would you say that it's like, you know, so far one of your favorite shows of the year? I mean, yeah, but I, I, it's nowhere near euphoria for me. Yeah. How many seasons does Euphoria have? Two. Yeah, okay. I feel like Euphoria also is like, feel, I don't even know how many episodes are in the season, but if, I don't know why. For me, it feels like a longer journey mm. yes, than something like White sure. Lotus. And I feel like that's always going to like reel me in more. But what I do like about the White Lotus is like a new cast every season. Yes, like, I like I think the, that's that really type of show as well. Yeah. I just really want to quickly, I realize that I haven't put something in, incredibly important on this list. Mm. And it kind of, you know, it's a little bit adjacent to favorite TV show. We need to talk about favorite movies. Oh. Purely because we need to talk about our Timothy Chalamet era. Oh. <laughs> How can we talk about 2022 without talking about Timmy Chalamet? Well, I think, like, you're going to be in your Timmy Chalamet era forever. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I would say this year... My favorite movie was one that I rediscovered and it's Little Women because it's now in my top three favorite movies, as mm. I've mentioned probably every episode for the second half of this year. Yeah. I did, did we did we watch many movies this year? I don't know. We watched June with Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. I don't... What I about cinema-wise? I couldn't tell you. Oh, we watched Don't Worry, Darling. Oh. Where that, you just giggled that, in the cinema. That, yeah. <laughs> that was not a favorite movie. That was... Although it was a favorite movie in terms of experience. I kind <laughs> of want to watch it again. Like, that's the way it feels. I'm like, in two minds. I would watch it in a group again to to kind of decipher, like, all the little hints and stuff like that. Yeah. Look, 2022 was just the year of Timmy Chalamet and Florence Pugh for me. Two people who I'm obsessed with now. Lovely. 
absolutely obsessed with. Okay, I feel like next we need to talk about memorable moments from 2023. And I'll tell you what, it is hard when you realize how long the year is and how much (laughs) actually has happened during this year. I'm like, I don't know. My memory is just getting so bad that I literally can't fathom things that actually happened this year. But one thing that did happen, which is very exciting and very memorable, is that we released our first round of merch, which is Honesty Hour. Yeah, that was definitely a memorable moment. We did that at the beginning of the year. And it was the first moment where I like released any kind of like product or anything like into the world Mm. after like so long working on it. And Mm. like, you know, figuring out like the car designs, figuring out the packaging. And like, it was such a lot. I reckon we spent like what, like eight to 10 months planning it. Like it was a long time. And like, that might not sound like that long when you're releasing merch to plan something, Mm. but I don't know. The whole experience was so fun, but also like difficult and like rewarding. Mm. So when we released it, it was like literally such a huge moment for us. And yeah, I honestly think like it's one of the things that I'm most proud of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not as proud as I am of our second round of merch, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't choose because Honestly, yeah, it was our first thing we've ever done. For the I know, but the second the second stuff's pretty cute. Yeah, it's very, very, very cute. Yeah, yeah. we have our second round of merch coming out early next year. Mm. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, but yeah, Honestly Hour for me is definitely one of the most memorable moments of 2022. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit wholesome for a second and talk about one of my most memorable moments. Okay. <laughs> I'll try not to vomit. The 2023. Two. Are we in 2022? Yes, we are. One of my most memorable moments was meeting my boyfriend Mm -hmm. who completely just like took me by surprise, I would say, Mm -hmm. is the best way to describe it. Um, Because I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but my boyfriend and I met when we were on a blind date. Like we got set up on a blind date. Set up by a friend. By a mutual friend. friend. Yeah. And, you know, you don't expect shit like that to like actually introduce you to someone that you connect with so well. I I would say I agree with that. But also at the same time, I feel like I hear like when I hear people say like I went on a blind date, mm. a lot of the time it is with the context of it being like quite good. Yeah. Well, I guess as well, because like one of my boyfriend's best friends, I used to work with her. And so she's the one who was like, oh, I think you guys would be a good pair. So I guess like she knew that we like had stuff in common and things like that that would probably make us get along. But I was just like so taken by surprise that I like actually liked him when I met him. I was like, what the hell? Um, But yeah, so it's it's been a very, very you know lovely journey yeah cute met my boyfriend in 2022 yeah, king. <laughs> <laughs> another one of my favorite moments of this year was snorkeling Morton island so tangaluma which mm. is with we have mentioned this on the podcast before but it's this beautiful i don't even know like shipwrecks like yeah island morton island is like the large island and then there's the tangaluma shipwrecks which is like they were purposefully wrecked there to create like a kind of like a reef like mini ecosystem sort of thing Mm -hmm. um and there's a resort there called tangaluma island resort and you can also camp on the island as well i feel like not enough people know about it but snorkeling the shipwrecks is one of my most memorable moments and we had already done that Mm. the year before i actually think have we done it twice or have i done it with you twice or three times you've done it with me twice yeah so the second time even though the first time was absolutely incredible that was in 2021 so i can't mention it Mm. but 2022 when we did it which was just a couple months ago it's one of those things where it's like you're in the water it's like perfect it's blue it's a beautiful day And it's just one of those like very mindful moments that Mm. you're like, holy shit, this is incredible that I get to actually do this. Oh, yeah. And also that it's like 
two hours from my house. It's crazy. When yeah. I took my dad there for the first time, because my dad loves snorkeling and loves the outdoors and stuff like that. And when he came to visit me, I surprised him by taking him on a day trip to Tangaluma to Morton Island. Mm. And he sort of wasn't expecting much because I was like, oh, it's an island off Brisbane. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And then we literally arrive and he was like, Amanda, this is like a tropical paradise. <laughs> the water is so blue. Like he's so excited. And then we go snorkeling and afterwards he's like, that's the best snorkeling I've ever done. Yeah. So I wholesome. definitely, it is, it is very wholesome. I definitely yeah. recommend it to anyone, like whether you're traveling to Australia and you're coming to the Gold Coast or to Brisbane and stuff like that, specifically Brisbane, because like it's so close to Brisbane. Yeah. Um, or if you're just like, you know, coming, I wouldn't like, would maybe, maybe you would say come to go to Morton Island specifically from anywhere in Australia. Yeah. But I would say like, it's a good thing to add on to your trip to the Gold Coast, Brisbane or the Sunny yeah, Coast. Yeah. So that's what I would say is like, if you're coming this way, definitely go to Morton Island. It's like a day trip. Mm. It's, you know, it, it costs like, you know, between I think 150 to $200, depending on what you do. Yeah. So it is kind of expensive, but it's definitely worth it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I have to say, one of my favorite things about this year, live music is really like back with a bang, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely back with a bang early next year. We have so much live music yeah. that we're seeing. It is so exciting. But something that I love is this year, I got to see Greta Ray live twice. And Greta Ray is one of my favorite musicians, mm. top three. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to know my top three, it's Taylor Swift, Maggie Rogers, and Greta Ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love that uh haven't seen maggie rogers yet hoping that will happen next year I'm sure she'll come next year i am literally gonna scream with excitement <laughs> anyway so i saw greta ray we saw greta ray in brisbane which yes, was so nice but i'd never like, seen her before and i actually didn't even really know much of her music obviously like you play her so i knew some of her songs yeah um but i didn't really know her, and she was great and she, she sung vienna so... which is my one of my favorite songs in the whole wide world it's like yeah. my top Three might be my favorite song ever. Lovely. Yeah. And then I also went and saw her in Hobart with Ellen, my mm-hmm. bestie for the restie, the other bestie for the restie that isn't Kara. <laughs> and that was so iconic. And like both times we were so close to her. Yeah. Um, which was so exciting. Like, I don't know, I just appreciate I, I feel that she appreciates her fans so much and mm. I'm like such a fan of her and everything she does. I think she's so talented. I'm so excited. I am manifesting her supporting Taylor Swift on the Eras tour. Yeah, you when, really are. When Taylor Swift that. comes to Australia. I just think it would be perfect if anyone wants to pitch this to the right people. <laughs> if anyone, it works for Universal Music Group. This is tell, my idea. Tell them. Greta Ray would be the perfect support act Although, for Taylor Swift. If you guys work for Universal Music Group, my question is, why have you not told us yet that you have connections? <laughs> we also um, saw Billie Eilish this year. We did. And that was also really That amazing. was incredible. I, Billie Eilish, like, I mean, I didn't even know, like, what, did we, what else did we see this year? But um, she was incredible. Life. She was incredible. I feel like we just had the most fun time as well because we yes. went and stayed in a hotel in Brisbane for it and had just had, like, the most iconic experience of oh, the yeah. concert. Like, he was the, he was the funniest person it was fun like was honestly so fun. one of the highlights of my year what was his name um i don't actually know we left him a nice review How i left him a review on google reviews yeah um so i hope that he got a promotion slash a bonus slash a raise i left him a good review on booking.com <laughs> so <laughs> anyway we said at the amora hotel so if you ever want a great a great experience go there go there as long as like you know our mate at the front desk we can't remember the name of is working can't speak for anyone else <sighs> but 
that was really fun that night. That whole experience and seeing Billie Eilish and yeah. the fact that we got to go with Ellen and Ellen's sister and she was, she was just amazing live. Yeah. Like she is such a great performer. I know we've mentioned this on the podcast like previously, like after we went, but she's just such an incredible performer. And mm. I think like, yeah. And it was kind of like a last minute decision from us, but it was one of those really good last minute decisions. Oh, totally. And it was, it's just one of those things like live music is so good. Whenever I go to live music, I'm like, oh my God, this is literally the most fun thing ever. And I need to do this more yeah. because it's just like the energy is, yeah. is unmatched. I completely agree. And like next year we have... Delta Goodrum, we have Maisie Peters, we have Harry Styles, I have Lord. I have Bonnever. Bonnever. Um, what else? I feel like there's there might be other things. I'm sure there's going to be other things. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think, like, I mean, I don't know if our US um, listeners, who we do have quite a lot, maybe know this as much, but, like, because Australia is so far away at the best of times, mm. people really put off coming here. Yeah. So like they only really come here when they can also do Asia. Cause obviously that whole area is very far away. Yeah. So when COVID hit, so many things got canceled oh, yeah. and just like for very obvious justified reasons, like things didn't happen. And I think even though we've actually been open as a country for quite a long time, it's only next year that we're starting to see people really touring. Yeah. Um, and like small here, like Billie Eilish has the budget to come amid all this stuff. Right. Yeah. But like Maisie Peters, not so much like oh, Maisie Peters is going to be so iconic. I am so yeah. excited to see her live. Yeah. I feel like we have a lot going on around my birthday. I'm going to have a, we're going to have a very big February. You're going to be 30 flirty and really thriving <laughs> or really tired. <laughs> Okay, I feel like next we should get into our biggest challenge for the year. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a change of Mm -hmm. tone. Yes. Do you want to share with me your biggest challenge? Yeah, I think that it's funny because when I was thinking about this, I was like struggling in my current moment, which is I'm feeling quite content, Mm. very excited for the future, very happy about where I am and stuff like that. Like not very lost at all. Yeah. But so it's kind of like one of those like scenarios where like because you're feeling one way now, it's hard to shift your mind back to how you were feeling previously. It's mm. almost like the, the, the contentedness colors the rest of the year. Yeah. But then I was thinking, I was like, no, I spent a lot of this year feeling very lost, very like, honestly, like sad. I was just plodding through life without any direction and without any purpose or real like love for what I was doing. Um, and that came a lot to do, like I mentioned earlier with like the fact that I previously had a job that I really, really didn't, like towards the end Mm. i thought that the the whole experience of that job wasn't very nice Mm. just i'll leave it at that Mm. but then i got my new job well first of all and then i cut my hair and then things changed (laughs) so (laughs) really it was the downfall of being in the moon boot was that this year oh no no that was last year so guys i pinpointed this year that the that my sad girl era came when i broke my foot yeah and now I know that we've spoken about this because I remember last time I said that you told me I didn't break my foot. You said I fractured it. Yeah, sorry. I don't mean to invalidate. You broke your foot. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and I was in the moon boot and all that stuff. So that was the beginning of the end for me. And then you turned it around. Then I, well, then I turned it around. Yes. And but But anyway, my biggest challenge was that I spent a lot of the year feeling very lost and trying to figure out what my next move was while also being in that very like... Uh, 
like unmotivated space where like I wanted to change jobs, but I was like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's the best move for me. Like applying for jobs is so tedious and like hard and time consuming. And I just was in this very, very low state. Mm. I think that was a challenge. And like more so the challenge was actually believing that things would happen the way they were meant to happen, Mm. which I do genuinely believe now. And it's actually something that I've believed throughout my whole life. Like things have really unfolded. I've been so lucky that they've unfolded the way that they're really meant to, or like Mm. they've worked out beautifully for me. And I think when I'm in those low moments, I really forget that. And so this year, one of the biggest struggles and challenges for me was remembering that amidst the like look honestly like eight months i spent the first eight months of this year like just truly not living my best Mm. so that was my biggest challenge what about you okay i would say my biggest challenge kind of started at the end of 2021 when i got into super league Mm. which was a really bad not bad a really hard mental (laughs) barrier for me to get through was like you know it's bad when you you mix up (laughs) the words bad and hard yeah (laughs) I like really felt this like feeling of imposter syndrome and I'm not good enough even when I was trying out and then I got into the team sorry I should explain Super League is a (laughs) southeast Queensland netball competition and I tried out for it and I got in which is very much so thanks to my friend Nicole who like really was like you just need to do it Mm -hmm. and is just iconic anyway I got in and then the imposter syndrome hit even more when we're training and everyone's so good um and I play goal attack goal shooter so then feeling this like pressure on myself to perform really well Mm -hmm. and so I would say the biggest challenge for me honestly was like first of all letting go of ego when it came to that because when you're playing in a team like that there'll be times when you don't play a full game there'll be times when you don't play your best and you just have to accept the fact you didn't Mm -hmm. play your best and also just learning to try and be confident in myself and not allow this imposter syndrome to take over because I really really felt that I really felt a lot a lot of lack of self worth I would say and feeling of like you know I don't belong here everyone is so good but over the season I feel like my confidence really grew and I really you know connected well with my teammates like honestly had the best most lovely team Mm -hmm. and just really started to believe in myself and believe that like if I wasn't meant to be on this team I wouldn't be put on the team basically yeah and then it got to the grand final and I got benched for half the grand final vibes <laughs> and I didn't even really feel a hit of ego like I understood the team element of it and I feel like that was a lot of growth from like at the beginning of the season when I would feel like I did something wrong if mm-hmm. that makes sense um which arguably I did something wrong in the grand final but anyway did you well I mean I didn't my first quarter was was not Great. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just that it's a grand final. There's a lot of pressure and yeah. not everyone, you know, things happen. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, I would say that that was my biggest challenge because like I'm a very competitive person and I'm someone who puts You're a lot not. of pressure on myself. <laughs> and so I was like, um, always felt this pressure on myself to perform. However, I then, spoiler alert, um, like a month ago, I tried out for Super League mm-hmm. again for next season, for next year. Um, and again, felt a lot of this imposter syndrome come up. Um, I was at the tryouts and everyone was amazing. I was like, I don't think I'm going to get in. And then I yeah, found out that I got in again, which I feel like was a really beautiful feeling to have that support from the mm-hmm. club. Um, and so, yeah, I'll be playing Super League again in 2023. Lovely. Congratulations. Lovely. Thank you so much. It really, I think that was definitely a major, like, like if I think about like, 
witnessing your year super league was definitely one like you know, obviously it's like every week mm. and you know it was a very very big part of your year well mostly for the first uh-huh. half of the year yeah. so it makes sense that it was your biggest challenge but i also think it was your big one of your biggest achievements oh, totally. which actually isn't a um <laughs> isn't a category which is funny that is funny um but yeah i would say that was definitely like a bit of both for you yeah for sure Okay, I feel like we should go into our biggest lessons for the year. Yeah, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I guess my biggest lesson, I, I, I want to start with a small lesson. Okay. Um, like, I don't want to go into it too much, is the fact that I worked too much. Okay. Which is like, I'm a broken record at this point. I yeah. feel like I don't need to go into any more detail. Well, what was the lesson? Cause the, the lesson was like realizing how unhappy it makes me when I'm constantly striving for career success. Mm-hmm. Like it just does not satisfy me. Mm-hmm. It just is not a source of happiness for me. Um, and I've always felt this like I have to be good at my career in order to be worthy. And I sort of just had this like epiphany of being like, I actually just like don't have to be mm-hmm. like the most successful person ever mm-hmm. in order to feel good about myself. So no, you don't. that then made me reassess my relationship with work being like, why am I constantly overworking myself? What's the goal here? Yeah. Um, and I've really sort of feel like the lesson is the balance in life. Yeah. Yeah. And that like work is never going to fulfill you mm. on its own. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Obviously like, it's important to, you know, like what you do and like mm. stuff like that. But yeah, it shouldn't be, I'm a big believer in that work should not be the focal point of your life no. anyone's life no and maybe that's an incredibly easy thing for me to say because i'm not like responsible for saving people's lives like a doctor mm. or like all those things but you know no one's gonna die if work isn't my focal point in my life so i'm allowed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> for me um one of the biggest lessons is listening to your inner child you love your inner child work this year? I do. I started inner child work with my therapist, like a specific type of therapy that is, you know, about going through, um, I guess, like your feelings and like identifying like where they're coming from and mm. that kind of thing. And I know that inner child work is kind of like, I think it's people like roll their eyes at it now because it's like become like a bit of a trend online and stuff like that. And honestly, it sounds a bit woohoo, but for me, it's been like quite revolutionary And as someone who's like very, like really struggled to like previously slash still um, open up and like be vulnerable and talk about like what I'm feeling and stuff Mm. like that, listening to like that or identifying that part of myself, like, you know, where the feeling's coming from, like what, what, what version of me is it coming from? Like, what does that part of me need? Mm. Um, Has like really changed the way that I'm able to identify my emotions and, I guess, give it what it needs. Um, And honestly, like, I think that, I mean, I feel like everyone does this whenever they do any type of therapy, but like now when I'm listening to people, I'm like, it makes so much sense to me that everyone is just dealing with these inner child Mm. issues coming up. Yeah. And yeah, I just think that it's like an incredible, an incredible form of therapy. And I don't know, like if anyone's, if anyone's like thinking like, Maybe that's something that they could benefit from. I would definitely recommend it because that was the biggest lesson for me this year um, was listening to your inner child and Mm. understanding what it needs. And also just like putting aside that ego to be like, yeah, maybe it sounds a bit like woohoo and strange and a bit like airy fairy, but like it's true who. It is true who. Yeah. That's actually another big lesson from us. Woohoo is often true who. Yeah. 
And that's okay. That's just, and that's okay. It's more than okay. Yeah. I have a couple of other lessons I want to quickly touch on. The first one okay. is if you play sport, don't cut banks. Okay. okay. I, I, I think that, I think that you could have, like, I, I've been thinking of wearing a headband. You know what? Headbands are in, and I was thinking this when I wrote it down. I was like, realistically, if I did want to get my bangs back, which I will not be doing, because every you time do I this regret every it, fucking time. I'm not going to get my bangs, and you get bangs, and you go, oh, my God, I love my bangs. And then, like, a month later, you're like, I don't want to show you get bangs. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not getting them anymore. I'm sticking to that. And the main reason is I fucking hate playing netball with bangs. Bangs are inconvenient. They're inconvenient. They look cute on me. I look my best with bangs. They're super cute, but they're inconvenient. They're inconvenient, so it's not happening. I think they're inconvenient. Honestly, like, I almost think anyone who has bangs and says they're not inconvenient is kidding themselves. Because mm. even if you don't play sport or you don't, like, exercise, it's like... You wake up, they're sticking all over the place, or you wash your hair and they're like dry, funny. You have to style them, and like maybe people have the effort. Well, some people's bangs just do sit naturally beautifully. I think that is a myth. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it is. Anyway, my point is, I'm not getting my bangs anymore. That's my life lesson for 2022. Can I hold you to that? Because yes. you have said that yes. to me multiple Please times. Please hold before. me to it. My other biggest lesson this year was I really feel like I've tapped into my sustainability journey more, Mm -hmm. um, which has been really, really fun for me. I definitely started to understand more about fast fashion, understand more about like the marketing behind it and the constant need for people to consume in order to feel happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also started to explore making more food from scratch which is kind of my era i'm in right now and i'm really enjoying Mm -hmm. and yeah i feel like that's honestly been one of the biggest parts of my year it's been probably three or four months since i bought a new piece of clothing which is honestly such a record for me and i'm really really feel proud of myself and i feel like the lesson from all of this comes from the space of like i think i really learned that I have been trying to compensate for things I feel insecure about by buying things to make myself feel better. And I really had this moment where I was like, I'm contributing so much waste to the planet Mm -hmm. just in order to try and feed my own ego. And honestly, it's like not working because like there's always new things coming up that are trendy. There are always... um, Well, that's that's the whole point of the industry is that it tells you you need certain things, needs new things in order to feel good about yourself, that there's always new things coming out. Exactly. And so I feel like it's really forced me to go inwards and like appreciate other things that I enjoy you know like now when I go shopping I'm like this is literally a nightmare for me like I it's not a pleasurable experience at all has it ever been I think it had been a pleasurable experience when I had been trying to feed the ego but now I because I feel like I'm conscious of what I'm doing I'm like I literally will see something that I like and then I'm like I just like why am I doing this like I don't Mm. need this like I'm just doing it to try and like feel something that is that I'm lacking at the moment, I guess, yeah. is the way that I feel. Um, not to say that there's not space for supporting sustainable brands and stuff like that and, like, purchasing new things if it's something that I really, really love. Yeah. But I'm just trying to really be conscious of that. I feel like I was so unconscious with my spending and my consumption before, whereas now I feel like I'm, like, aware of what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, which has been a really, really wonderful lesson and a great change for me. So Lovely. Yeah. So shall we get into our intentions for the new year? So we just have a few of a few each. I feel like mine are going to um, really like evolve as maybe like the big this year starts yeah. and stuff like that. I feel like I'm in a period right now where I'm still really like fathoming what I 
really want to focus on Mm. in the new year but I do have a few and I know that you do as well do you want to kick us off yeah so on the sustainability I really want to continue my sustainability journey and also share more of that online I'm really enjoying learning how to make things from scratch at the moment I'm really trying to be more conscious of my food waste because I feel like I've been so aware lately we went to our friend's house and (laughs) they have a really small bin (laughs) guys no that it's not like okay the the girlies will understand you know those bins that you get in like your bathroom, those tiny little bins that you put like your period products in yeah. when you're done, or like your empty rolls and stuff like that, toilet rolls. Mm. Tiny. This is the bin that our friend had. Mm. Two people, two of our friends live in this one apartment. Mm. And they say they take that bin out twice a week max. Mm. That would be like, how many liters do you think that would be? Five? Yeah. Five liters? Our bin is like, how many liters? Like 20, 20 liters. And I'm ashamed to say that we take it out like, every two days yeah it's bad it's really bad and we were just like i feel like we had this epiphany after learning that we were like oh my god what are we even putting in the fucking bin yeah exactly so that's that's something that i personally want to work on (laughs) in the new year um and also just want to continue my sustainability journey learn to make new things from scratch um like pasta our friend Steph was talking to me last night about how we're gonna have a pasta making day lovely and she's gonna teach me how to make pasta like do you need a machine to make pasta I think you do yeah yeah I really want one what's one of your first intentions I would say my biggest intention right one of my biggest intentions is to wear a bikini Mm. which was my intention last year but like I've mentioned previously first of all intentions don't always work out the way you think they will that's Mm. fine Mm. to do things in your own time but also last summer was fucking shit on the gold coast like literally i think we went to the beach like twice yeah if that if because it was just we had la nina which was just rain 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 everywhere it was not a vibe no so my intention is to wear a bikini and that kind of ties in with the fact that i want to have a hot girl european summer because i am going to europe i mentioned a billion times it's going to become my personality probably but i'm going to europe and i'm going to wear a bikini not only here in on the gold coast Mm. but i'm going to wear a bikini in europe on lake como in Sicily I think that's the only coastal places I'm going but you know like it's gonna be a fucking vibe and I'm gonna be feeling my hot girl self lovely and I just am I can't believe you're gonna miss out on the depths of winter and I'm just gonna be I mean I'm going for three weeks I'm not really I'm gonna and first of all we live on the Gold Coast so I was gonna be here suffering in the freezing freezing cold with all the snow I'm going for three weeks you've gone away for longer to like True. New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm definitely I'm not gonna miss out on winter, unfortunately. But um, you know, I miss, I think I'll miss out on like the the middle parts of winter, which might be the worst parts. Anyway, that is one of my biggest goals mm. for my self love, self I guess confidence journey is like wear a bikini. First of all, find a bikini I love, which I do have my eye on a couple. Mm. Wear it, feel good in it. And realize that I don't need to look a certain way. I don't need to compare myself to other people to enjoy feeling myself in a bikini. Yeah. Yeah. Great. What's another one of yours? So one of mine is to live in the present moment more, which I feel like sounds really simple. But as I've spoken about many times, I have a to-do list every single day. I'm constantly thinking about the next thing on my to-do list and the next thing I have to do. Yeah. And I feel like it really takes away from me enjoying the present moment of doing things. So one of my yeah. focuses is to really have a mindset shift and really like appreciate having 
you know, that moment and enjoying it. Like sometimes I'll be on a morning walk and I'm like rushing to get home because I'm like, oh my God, I have all these things to do. And it's like me doing that is really taken away. It's not going to make me get home any quicker, really, like maybe by a minute. And it's really taken away from the experience. And so I really want to try and be more present yeah. in the day to day. I think that will come with being less focused on work. Mm. Because at the moment I feel like you're so focused on working all the time or as much as possible or mm. like not maybe not at the moment but you have been mm. that I think like it makes sense that you would have a to-do list that's super long yeah and you can't think of anything beyond it because work is obviously so important but I think once that kind of falls into line or once one falls into line the other might as well yeah which would be sure. really helpful mm. another one of mine is look it's super simple is to write more mm. um i say this every year and a lot of years i don't do it and by write more i mean like my whole job is writing i mean like creative writing personal writing journal writing anything mm. like that kind of thing um like i said say it every single year it's very hard especially when um writing is such an emotional experience and also when you do it for work um you I have found that like, you know, you can feel very depleted like mentally afterwards. So the thought of like logging off from work where I write all day to writing something for myself Mm. can be very challenging and like not very enticing. But, and this is something I know that a lot of writers throughout the industry feel as well, Mm. but I really want to do it because I just feel like I need to, I've been feeling a lot of creative energy lately and uh, I don't necessarily think that has to go into writing, but obviously writing is like my number one thing that I love to do Mm. so that's definitely a goal of mine lovely yeah I would say uh, uh, this is kind of an obvious one but uh I don't want to have work as a number one priority Uh in my life that kind of goes hand in hand with being in the present moment more but something I do want to make a priority is moving my body mindfully daily which again when I'm working so much I can really struggle sometimes to pull myself away from the computer and like stretch or walk or something Mm -hmm. like that and with the nature of doing super league in the new year it means I play netball four times a week which can be really hard on my body and I really want to prioritize that like uh restful mindful movement the the deep stretching and the walking and things like that so i am really really excited to prioritize that and really take care of myself and my well-being Mm. in the new year lovely yeah i would say i've got two more and they kind of they kind of feed into each other a little bit Mm. so one is that i want to get really good at managing my money Mm -hmm. like i feel like i i feel like 2023 for me is going to be the year of well first of all the first half of the year is saving for europe but the second half of the year for me is going to be really working on setting myself up financially like with savings and paying off some debt and stuff like that Mm. like that's something i'm very excited for um, and I think I'm in a very fortunate position now where I do have the ability to focus on that and mm. feel like I'm better able to enjoy life and do that as well. Yeah. I don't think I'm necessarily super bad at money, but I do think that I could, there's so much room to get better. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I want to focus on. And I guess that kind of in a way feeds into the fact that like, I want to have the freedom to be able to do a bit more without feeling guilty mm. and stuff like that. And one of those things is that I want to go on a solo trip and I'm thinking I might want to go like Hobart or somewhere in Tasmania mm-hmm. um, and just like for a weekend, just like walk around, like have some time alone, go to a museum, do whatever mm. I feel like doing um, by myself. And I feel like that would be a really lovely kind of like, first of all, way to spend time with myself, but also a really lovely reminder that like with a better management of money comes the ability to have more freedom in mm. life. Yeah. So yeah, those are two things that I guess kind of mesh together well. 
they would like to do. Lovely. Yeah. Well, that is a lovely way to end today's episode. And I feel like, oh yeah, this is the last episode of the yes. year. So we are going to be taking a little bit of a break um, just to be able to spend time with our friends and family and just sort of regroup and reset for the year to come. So we're going to be back with public episodes in February of 2023. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep up with us with weekly episodes, we always continue uploading in our breaks over on our Patreon. We mm-hmm. have a $5 tier, which gets you two episodes a month or a $9 tier, which gets you four episodes a month. Um, it's a really great way to support us. That's in Australian dollars, by the way, for our international yeah. listeners. It's a really great way to support us if you would like to. Um, and yeah, but regardless of that, Thank you for being here. Thank yes. you for listening to the podcast this year. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, I guess one of the highlights, honestly, for both of us is recording this podcast and having a space to express ourselves creatively, express our thoughts on things, have some fun. Um, and we genuinely wouldn't make podcast episodes if you didn't listen to them. So, yes. yeah. Completely agree. Anyway, guys, have a very, very beautiful, fun, safe, amazing holiday season Mm. and new year. Thank you so much for listening and being with us this year. We'll be back in your ears in February. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.